The What Happened Yesterday podcast is proudly brought to you by Danceplay, the world leader in developing physical literacy through dance. Our pre-choreographed dance and fitness programs help teachers and fitness instructors get kids active, build social connections, and boost mental health through our three rules of play. Be positive, be fun, and be yourself. And thanks for that great advertisement, uh, Mel Levenberg. Team, when I got to Hong Kong... I thought I'd spend the first day off trail running. I've been there three years now and haven't once hit the trails, and, and I've been told these trails are absolutely amazing, yet very challenging, and I wasn't disappointed. I went to a little um, town called Stanley and decided to run the Stanley Cross Country Trail, which happened to have 2,500 concrete steps that went straight up. My Garmin told me by the end of that day, I had climbed the equivalent of 320 floors. Um, So it was unbelievable running. The views were spectacular and you just get elevation straight away. There is no, um, there's no ease off from it. You're into the trail and you are straight up to the top. So um, it was such a beautiful run and a great way for me to not only to set up the week, um, with the the sessions that I was doing, but also to reflect on where I was and being in a very special time. And I had a look at where I was and the surroundings and even the structure of all these concrete steps up in the mountains and to think about the millions and millions of people that have walked this trail before me. And and that's one thing that I want to really mention today is the reflection of the elderly in Hong Kong are so active. You know, I got there at five o'clock in the morning and you have, um, well, let's let's say grandpas and grandmas out playing basketball and the culture of basketball with the elderly is something I've never seen anywhere. Um, definitely not here in Australia, but over there, 5.30am, the courts are already full and people are, are playing ball and, and it's just so nice to see everyone 
finding their own way to be active and um, engage in a culture that is part of their life, and that's their physical literacy. That's no, they know how to be physically active. And on one of the runs that I did over there, um, <clears throat> I have this image of passing a an elderly lady um, that would have probably been in her nineties, and Mel Hamada and I were three kilometres up a very, very, very steep climb um, of a mountain trail and and here she is on two walking sticks with a with an aide um, hunched over and that is her morning walk. Um, I just love that whole ideal of mind and body and spirit and the ability to engage in in that active lifestyle which is is so rewarding to them um, as a culture and to people as individuals as well to be motivated by that Um, day one of my conference started with the tech workshop and in here three highlights of this were the pe chat so we had our own twitter chat we set that up and we engaged with people from around the world and we looked at really what the life of an international educator is like um, and giving the people that were inside the room that we were doing this live with but also the outside audience having that real conversation about international education and, and the pros and cons that come with it but also what it means to be a great teacher and the motivation behind being um, your very own awesome We then had a look at Google Live Sheets, and this is something that's going to be coming your way soon. I just need to think about the dynamics behind it and and how to be able to make this happen really organically around the world. But um, my aim in in this is um, these documents that I've helped create. I want to set up my own very own um, global world championship of sport through um, physical challenges and being able to get people motivated to participate, but being able to get groups of children to compete against kids that they will never meet face to face, but will be able to compete in person and have that conversation to bring this world so, so much smaller. Um, So we did a a big thing around this about connecting communities and, and how that we are not limiting the visibility of sport and physical education to only what's in four walls. We're, we're transferring this to the out nature and to give to parents to be able to access what their kids are involved in wherever they are because, you know, here in Australia, you know, there's a lot of families that need to work now because of the cost of living is so high and I know this is throughout the world. But our children still need their parents involved in sports. So if they need to work, they can still be involved because they can see what's happening through these live documents. And then we went through a truckload of apps that some were useful, some were not so useful. Some were my favorites, some were other people's favorites. And they're just tips and tricks that I've picked up from people along the way to help with education, to help with my own adversity adversity is probably not the right word. Advocation is what I was looking for, team. Um, Got tongue-tied there. I'm so sorry. But looking at the advocation of physical education and the whole presence of being able to give students the best when they require the best and being able to lay your hands on the technology that they request in their um, lives and in their lessons. Um, Day one of the conference... I started that with 
an incredible run with Mel Hamada, and I was scared because Mel Hamada is so fast. And the last time I ran with Mel Hamada, she was very, very used to running in uh, very, very uh, populated towns. I'm using very, 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 very all the time. But this uh, this time around, Mel decided that she just wanted to back off the pace a little bit because the hill was very, very steep. <laughs> uh, when I talk very, very steep, we went up an elevation of 350 metres within four kilometres, and this climb was four kilometres. So from, from the hotel to the top, uh, it didn't back off. Uh, my legs decided halfway they needed a quick break, and I, I hate when that happens because then it's too easy to stop again and then again and then again. And I think on the fourth time, we were at the top, and it was all downhill then with piss picturesque I've got my words really tongue-tied today picturesque views right across Taytan Bay um, looking to where the high school is and we went down through the forest out into this amazing view uh, that we were still 200 meters up in the air but looking across this unbelievable uh, land that again we're just so lucky to be there um, not really knowing the animals that were in the, the bush either, so we stayed to the tracks. Um, my first session this time at Phase Asia Pacific was story time. So I'm very heavy at the moment into understanding the Indigenous uh, stories that go along with physical education. And I used a resource called the Yalunga Resource, written by Indigenous leaders here in Australia and promoted by Sport Australia. And to use that to tell stories of where different tribes had used various games that we know now we've just morphed these games into games that that we play and we give them different names um back in you know the 1800s and 1700s some of these games go back to uh they were given their very traditional names and um and we were able to play those i love gory ball and cool Chee, um were some of my favorites that we played there and we we went through that session really the heavy focus on fundamental motor skills and showing how we are able to engage the kids through the the telling of stories in our lessons to be able to give them the the context but to be able to draw knowledge back too so if we're able to put a story in their head we're able to draw back to that story because they understand the characters that have gone along with it um, and it just makes learning a little bit more richer, it makes it a little bit more meaningful, and it makes it a little bit more personal because the, the characters of the stories are often the students in front of us. And then my second session of that day was looking at invasion games and the steps through invasion games um, from a basic uh, tag game through to keepings off, through to... Through to um, attacking and defending and we used Australian rules football towards the end of that to identify how we've taken a, a basic tag game through to a, a sport and then the constraints that are based around those sports and um, the, it was trying to steer the ship a certain way but the delegates actually really enjoyed having their first uh, look at Australian rules football and how similar it is but different to a lot of other sports. And that brought day one of the conference to a close for myself, uh, which was fantastic. And then, yeah, I wandered back to the hotel and just had 
a few professional chats, but uh, really just was able to soak up that time and reflect on where I am again and, and be very proud that uh, I was chosen to be a part of the, the conference. Um, day two was my classroom-based work. So I was looking at uh, my first session was getting techie with it. So again, looking at a shortened version of what my pre-conference session was and looking at um, tech that has helped me along the way, um, apps, computer programs, and actually devices to amplify my teaching, to give great purpose for my teaching, um, and to make teaching easier and more fluid for myself. Um, and that's really what I use tech for. I showed people how I did a, a fair bit of designing um, and different websites that we can go to to actually access rich resources that are already set up um, for our posters and and being able to create those posters in such a way that they sparkle in the windows and they they attract children's attention. I just love that stuff with Adobe Illustrator. Um, my second session that I ran was assessment and this is always a a heavy one because we, we really want to show people the importance of being very clear and visible in our assessment, but also having our assessment easy enough that children understand what they're doing. Um, gone are the days where assessment is a, is a test, uh, assessment is formative and summative and collecting that data and putting it together to formulate an opinion of where a student is at at any moment in time is so rewarding. Um, I use a program called iDocio, which I know a lot of our users out there and listeners use as well. And a shout out to the iDocio app that I came across around 10 years ago. And it has changed my life. And um, from that, I'm able to formulate and calculate how any change in behavior or change in um uh, growth of understanding then leads to an overall growth, um, either a decline or, yeah, de- sorry, a decline or an ascent growth of knowledge behavior that we can then sum up where children are at at any live time. So that's something that I'm really passionate about is giving kids their live score. So if they keep working at this rate, then they're going to be, um, above level for their their stage or they're going to achieve an area where only some of their classmates are going to achieve um, and trying to really turn those conversations into positives. Looking at um, some of Janice Atkins work from New South Wales and the positive idea of um, the language that comes with it. So no longer should we say a child is well below, but we should say that, you know what, pretty much all your classmates are going to achieve this level as well. So well done. Um, Below is almost all of your classmates are going to achieve this level. Well done. Um, Your at level is the majority of your classmates are going to achieve this level. Above, some of your classmates are going to achieve this level. And well above, a few of your classmates are going to achieve this level. So it has that idea of the kids being able to put themselves where they need to be in that whole language. Um, so that assessment, part of it, I'm really, really passionate about moving forward as well and trying to refine my own understanding of the assessment and so it's on point. Um, and then I finished the, the conference by going to have a dance um, with Dance Play and Tracy Lockwood there based in Macau, um, who is from Alberta in Canada. 
and Tracy really confirmed where I was with my dancing and really gave me some extra tips on movement sequences and how we can really connect that physical literacy through music to children to keep them practicing their um, their skills so they become the best version of themselves they possibly can. So again, a massive shout out to Justin, Graham, Avanish and Keely there for putting on the phase Asia Pacific conference there um, promoted by 21st century learning if you have never got there you have to get there I fully recommend it it blows my mind one of our teachers from Melbourne came over this year for the first time and presented and he was just so full of energy that he rolls into our state conference uh, in the next couple of days with so much uh chest pride that you know he's pumped up he's ready to go he's presented internationally he understands that what he's doing in his own classroom has been confirmed by the energy that he gets back and that's what we get from um, these international conferences is an affirmation of where we are and that our passions are really helping us drive forward a story for children that is just so rewarding. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for tuning into what's happened yesterday. I do apologize. It took me a little bit to digest this podcast back out and reflect on Hong Kong, but uh, we're going to be coming live to you over the next few days from the ASPRA conference um, here in Melbourne. And until I talk to you again, this is Andy Hare, and this was What Happened Yesterday. The What Happened Yesterday podcast is proudly brought to you by Air Squares, a fun and easy-to-play game for all ages. It's a mix of Foursquare and volleyball. And the best part is you can take your fun with you wherever you go, to the beach, the backyard, the blacktop, even inside. Everything fits into an easy-to-carry bag weighing less than 13 pounds. That's 6 kilograms. Check it out at playairsquares.com. That's playairsquares.com.